Hi, everyone. My name is Gurjan, aka Gigi. And I'm Victoria. And I'm Mika. And this is A Word of the table. Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? Black History Month. It's over, right? Today's the last day. Last day. <laughs> it is legitimately the last day. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Say hi, Nyla. Hi, Nyla. Hey, hi, people. Can you hey. say Black History Month, Nyla? How is the day? Bye bye. Say bye. Bye, Nyla. Bye, Nyla. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like she hears us. Like she she says, you guys, she takes yours. Um, she, she only responds when she feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we can have business. Oh, wait. Now I, I'm not in. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know? husband, by the way. Hey, my goodness, look how long his hair is. Yeah. Come on, hang time. <laughs> yeah. They're growing. So today we wanted to um discuss the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Um it dropped like mid-February, I think. Um early February, yeah. Early. Early. Mm. Um, on HBO, it was really good, um, and it had so many um, different like lessons, I would say. Um, and so we just wanted to talk about it. Just um, jump on here, just to get different perspectives. Um, so, what did you all think about the movie? Go ahead, Nico. You go first. <laughs> okay. Well, so I thought. It really informed me um, about Fred Hampton. I didn't know his story, unfortunately. Um, I It informed me more about the Black, Black Panther Party, um, their movement, different from what I was presented in school and the narrative I learned in like history class. Um, and I don't know, like it, I liked it. I, I don't know, because I don't know enough about like the true history of the Black Panther Party and the real Fred Hampton. I can't um, compare it to like, you know, how accurately it portrayed the story. But I thought not knowing anything outside or not, not knowing very much outside of what the story portrayed, um, I thought it was done really well. What, what, what did you know in school? You said um, it was different from, your perception of the Black Panthers was different from what you learned in school. What did you like learn? Like, what did they like tell you about it? I learned that it was a radical, um, like political party. It was portrayed more like a terrorist group. That's what I recall it being like, it was like the bad people, the bad Black people, like, um, the and it was the way that the, in the movie they kept saying like the FBI agent kept convincing or using the mm-hmm. saying the KKK is just like the Black Panthers. That's pretty much I feel like how it was portrayed in the history books, or it is I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like I did not know all of these things about the Black Panther Party. Like I felt like what I learned in school was very high level. It was very high level. I want to say maybe there was like 
a paragraph about the Black Panther Party in our textbooks. Oh. And it, it was very um, militant. Like, you know, these people, they had guns and rah, rah, rah. And, but, you know, come to find out, there were, like, legal guns that they were just using to protect their own. So, yeah. Yeah. I like the movie. I just, I don't know. And I watched this twice. I watched the movie twice. I don't know if I didn't, like, if something wasn't permeating in my brain. I didn't understand some of the senseless violence on their part. That's the only thing I like. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I felt like if I was in Black Panther's headquarters, I'd be like, well, I'd be, I would be the black person. Like, well, why are we doing this, guys? I don't understand. Like, the shootout with the cops and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I felt like, but I think that was from the way it was portrayed in the movie. It seemed like because Fred was in prison, they started um, acting more out of like emotions of the moment rather than like strategically. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the same way, like when uh, Bill came to Fred with all the explosives and he was trying to entice him to go blow up the police headquarters. Mm. And if he was that guy that acted on emotion would have just taken the opportunity to go blow it up but he mm. was like yeah i said to you know um whatever he, he did he say kill all pigs or whatever and get complete satisfaction mm. um, which i don't fully understand why he would say that like i understand the sentiment but why would you say that with your mouth on mic with a group of people like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was also just coming out of prison. Um, and it's like, I guess like on that part, maybe the words were motivated by his recent experiences. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he was mistreated in prison. And also like he got locked up on something so like small. Selling ice cream or stealing ice cream or something like that. Yeah. yeah. $70 worth of ice cream. Like what? Which we don't know if it's true or not. Like that is true. That was true. That he got arrested for ice cream. It is. No, I mean, like I don't know if he actually stole the ice cream. You know. Oh. Because we accused him of that, but yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Ice cream. (laughs) Right. It's like out of all the things. Um, but I would definitely say even like the other things that I've learned about the Black Panther Party, um, definitely with their educational programs and their like programs where they were just like, you know, breakfast programs. Like I didn't know about that. Yeah. I didn't know that they were like legit, you know, investing in the community and um and that um the health center was actually they actually did have a health center that they started and everything. And it's just like all these things that they did to build their community, to love themselves, to take care of the community. Like it's like you never learn about that um so that is so bizarre because that one facet I actually learned in my school which was like a a white Christian school I don't know why but the way they this is how they shaped it um the shape the narrative in my history class we were learning about um how capitalism um you can basically blanket any movement out with capitalism. We were learning about like the hippies and how like the hippies believed in um, like free food and healthcare and this and third. And the hippies actually took most of their like quote unquote hippies, you know, like <laughs> like no war and stuff like that. They took their idea, um, their ideology from the Black Panthers. That's what I remember, literally all that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that's it. We just moved on. 
And oh, and um, the reason why capitalism broke that movement is because um, hippies, uh, more so hippies, not so black, not so much Black Panthers, but like the whole idea of free love and um, uh, like just that radical movement, you know, you could put you could put that on shirts to sell to people. You can like, you know, um, basically commodify that idea, which goes against the whole idea of free love, like, cause you're, you're introducing it to capitalism. And also Fred Hampton in the beginning of that movie was literally saying that. That's why it got the uh, FBI, so the CIA so shook. Cause he was like, we're not gonna fight capitalism with black capitalism. We're gonna fight, fight capitalism with socialism. Like that's the whole issue. Like mm. when you put a price tag on healthcare, when you put a price tag on insurance and all this, when you put a price tag on life, you gatekeep it from a lot of people and stuff like that. So when you help the community, you take, you kind of like, kind of move away from capitalism. Yeah, you know, we vilify the idea of communism and socialism, but there is like a little good aspect of it because you kind of help the people. You literally help your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I thought his whole, um, stri- the Rainbow Coalition, I thought that was such like a smart strategy. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Also, like the fact that this man was only 21 years old. Right? Like how brilliant is was his mind like and the fact and it's it's clear why the fbi and the government was so threatened by his voice because they saw the power that was within him and they had to like extinguish him um who knew where we like the black people as a whole would have been if they were left alone i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah it's just the fact that he just thought beyond you know himself and his community and like you were saying Mika like literally went into like a confederate meeting (laughs) church meeting and was like yo y'all y'all are struggling with the same thing that we struggling with like let's just unite and like who would do that like who would do that (laughs) it's not about race at the end of the day it's about oppression it's about he was like I bet um what do you say he was like I bet your kids are learning at the same um uh poor dunk school that i'm you know it's just it's about not offering the american dream to all americans you put it on like just a little like like a little percentage of of people can have these opportunities afforded to them you know he was going after everybody yeah i thought it was brilliant um (laughs) something i thought like throughout the whole movie if for instance if fred hampton and the black panthers if they took a peaceful approach to the revolution like you know where would that get to like them where where would where would that go and where has it gone i feel like the reason why they didn't believe in peace is because in a sense they were really aware that the police being an occupying force in their communities just signal war to them so it's like, what do you do in a war? You, you arm yourself, right? So it's like, because they are holding on to that ideology, I don't think they would ever choose peace. But you're right. If they had those sentiments with like the, you know, like, I guess the spirit of Dr. King or like, you know, like, uh, like the non-violent uh, aspect of that, who knows, right? Yeah. Could have probably been honored in like legislation. Maybe something put, put into law or something yeah maybe 
I don't know. And then just off the point of like being peaceful, like it, it's it's funny how we hear more about like the peaceful like activists in our education, like or not more about, but at least at least they're a little bit more emphasized than the ones that were radical. Mm-hmm. Um, or not even radical, just like protecting them. Like you, like we're making it seem like they were just like you know terrorists, like KKK, who's legit killing people. Like no, they were just legit, just protecting themselves. So um, it's interesting. And that's what I'll say. Like it's interesting to see that like peaceful um, represent representation of Black people fighting. Like that's a little bit more emphasized to us than the other side. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good thing to think. Uh, I guess I got to ponder about. But um, what were some of you? Oh, were you gonna say something, Vicky? No, I was gonna say like they would never, um, they would never do that because if you highlight the radicals, it would bring forth like you would um, hi- you would also highlight some of their points that you agree with. You'd be like, oh, they kind of got a point, and it's like <laughs> you know, like they, they don't want that. They they want you to keep in your mind that the radicals are crazies oh don't pay attention to them da, 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 da. if if you will highlight their accomplishments then like i'm gonna look at a fred hampton i'm gonna read about him and be like oh wait this is not too radical i don't right. see any issue with this right can you guys hear me oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I turned on my other monitor and it said my mic isn't working sorry yeah. um so what were some of y'all favorite scenes in the movie if you had any um i mean i liked i liked when he did that speech uh like when he came out of prison and um like you saw all all kinds of people in the crowd like that rainbow coalition um yeah and also like the fact that like the fbi agent was in the audience and then he spoke to i know some of the pigs could be in the audience um and like yeah i don't know it was just and the other thing, too, that I thought the overall theme of, like, he was willing to die for the cause, like, that's, that's like, I don't know if we have that today. Like, in the current Black Lives Matter movement, like, we don't have, to me, like, I don't feel like we have one strong voice that, like, leads it. And maybe, like, that's not the way society works today, Um and, like, I don't know if anybody is, like, down for the cause like that. Like, I will die for this movement. I will put my life on the line. And, like, he meant it. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, I remember when Black Lives Matters first started, like, what, 2013, 2016, like, around that era and stuff. Um, I remember a lot of activists like local community we don't have anybody on a national level you're right we don't have anybody on a national level to lead a movement but i remember a lot of local activists were disappearing and being murdered wow yeah i remember that and i was like oh (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they're going after some people so it's like maybe even though we don't have people like on a dr king stage or you know like maybe al sharpton i don't know but we don't we don't have anybody on that level you're right but yeah. we still have people in our local level. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that we do. Like, there's like this woman. Oh, I forget her name. I think I know who you're talking about. Like, Stacey Abrams. No, um, she's younger. She's like maybe in her late twenties, early thirties. The one that's black. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I forget her name. Dang it. 
but she's like on the front lines like all the time in the media um I forget her name man but I feel like she's one of them I don't know I don't know if we necessarily don't have one I feel like we might not or maybe we might not like like bring them up to that pedestal like I guess people did back in the day yeah because we have people working oh yeah (laughs) definitely yeah, so I don't know, but I, I feel I see what you mean, like uh, on like a Dr. King level, like you know, do we have that today? I I I, w- I would say we probably do, but maybe we we're not even like aware of it. I don't think we have one person. Maybe it's like um, broken up against a, a bunch of people, a movement, a hashtag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with social media, like everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes it different in today's culture. It's like we like the people have a voice. Like it's not just, you know, Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or Fred Hampton. Like everybody can say something like within their own circle. And that message like spreads out to the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's definitely uh, one of my fav- favorite. Nika Mallory, is that her name? Yes, that's I her. think yeah, that's her. Wait, who? Tamika Mallory. Oh, I'm not familiar with her. Yeah, oh, maybe I know her by face. Yeah, you would recognize her. Yeah, she's um, yeah, I think she she might be down for the cause, like with her life. <laughs> yeah, she uh, what was that walk on Washington? She did with um, this is like uh, over the summer. Um, they did the same walk that uh that um junior did yeah yeah yep so um but yeah that was like my favorite scene as well um well one of my favorite scenes um definitely like just the the capturing of all the emotions um when he's doing his like speech when he first comes out of prison he does a speech um like it's like they went to the camera like what they went to him that's a friend Hampton then they went to like his uh, partner and you know she's like pregnant and he's talking about yeah I'll die she's like <laughs> in the crowd, like look at him and then it goes to like William O'Neill who's like yeah 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 I'm down for the cause and then like he spots the cop and the cop is like oh yeah you down so they're like looking <laughs> which cause you know our cause you know <laughs> right it was such a interesting uh scene to me because it was like literally all these um different uh, I guess ideas are different um, thoughts, but it was just all through expression. Um, so that's like one of my favorites. And then the scene, you know, when um, Fred Hampton gets murdered, um, I thought that was really powerful too. Like literally the cop is like, oh, he, is, he doesn't look dead and like shoots him anyway. I'm just like, oh my God. The fact that his pregnant wife covered him with her body, like I was like, wow. Oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Um, any other scenes? I'm ridiculous. Like, I think my favorite scene, well, the scene that I enjoyed the most was when Bill scammed the government for a car. I was like, go ahead, stealing cars, (laughs) still doing what you do, bro. Yeah. Get that car, bro. Yeah, let's talk about Bill. Uh. (laughs) Oh, Bill. (laughs) Bill, Bill, Bill. Like, he was just so... I feel like he was 
motivated purely by I got my back. Like he mm-hmm. was out for himself. Pretty much. Um, That's why the uh, the FBI agent asked him. He was like, did, "Did you care when Martin Luther King died? Did you care when um, Malcolm X died? Are you about the people or are you by yourself? Like, I want to see what kind of black are you." you know? Yes. That's yeah. Yeah. Um. So that kind of goes into the next question. Um. What did you guys think were like some obviously obviously it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. So what did you guys think about like the similarities between William O'Neill, Fred Hampton, and Judas? and jesus well go ahead vicky because maybe my thought is not uh well i know judas and bill both motivated by money they you know you know what i feel like bill and judas both believed in the movement right but at the end of the day I got to get mine, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the government's paying me this to snitch you out. Guess what I'm gonna do? Right. Get these bills paid, you know? <laughs> that's a bill. Big- I pay bills. <laughs> that's what he's worried about. <laughs> that's what he's worried about. That's what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> I take care of him. I, that's what I gotta do. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like when, people compare anybody to Jesus that's all and that because it's like Jesus was radical yes um like if you look at it culturally back then but I just I don't like that it was I don't know I feel like maybe they could have used like I don't know Caesar and Brutus or something like that not Jesus and Judas I don't know um but I guess well, he didn't say Jesus, just the black Messiah. Messiah. The Messiah for the black people. You know? <laughs> That's true. I don't know about your soul, but you know, I can give you some free breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I can educate you a little bit. I can educate for the people. Right? <laughs> yeah, but definitely I think the comparison Judas and Bill were very much like on par. But it's just like the black messiah and the actual messiah, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Judas for me, you know, it was, it was kind of low key taken. The movie was taken from the perspective of, um, Judas. Mm. So, well, not Judas, um, Um, so with that being said, it was kind of like, it it gave him, well, for me, I kind of felt him like more of a, on a human level where it's like in moments, I literally was like, oh my God, he's going to change. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it looks like he's he's not gonna, he's not gonna do this. And then, it, you know, we're just disappointed every time. But, um, but I think it, it, like, the parallels are definitely there. Um, and I also think that it just goes to show that, like, when you try to preserve yourself so much, it literally leads to your destruction. Like, just the fact that he literally committed suicide, just like Judas. Um, and that like it's like he put a price on um, freedom or he put a price on the movement and I just uh, it was just like really sad to watch and and I actually I, honestly I had like watching the movie I was upset and like I had the initial feeling of being like oh like really but you know he was just I had empathy for him too like I was just like you know what like you was just trying to like get yours and, and it was wrong it was wrong but I think um the two of them kind of show like 
like the results of your decisions in when your back is against the wall like are you, are you going to you know are you going to be for mm-hmm. the people or are you going to try to take care of yourself and I feel like when you try to take care of yourself that literally leads to your own destruction so I, I just oh, thought that it was beautiful like it was I think it was really well done and and, and I think the fact that they kind of well for me humanized uh, O'Neill that it actually gives me a different perspective on Judas too like when I really like read I'm like oh like like it's wrong and I wouldn't have done it but I I understand it like I I I understand I see where it was coming from and um with the whole I guess Fred being like um like the black messiah like it was really you know um he was literally trying, trying to help everyone and is trying to um get out of the like the same thing with jesus like jesus was here with a message you know like with a message to like help others and it literally led to, to him dying as well so um I, and he knew that too both of them knew that <laughs> yeah they and, and it's it's crazy like he really meant like it's it's the like you can kill the revolutionary but you can't kill the revolution i think um is a great message that i think is just like so beautiful because like look at years later we're still talking about it and it's still here and it's like we still talk about jesus in a way so it's like you know he just like his death left something behind um if that makes sense like he left like his his message was so potent that it leaves something behind just like jesus and um what was the other thing i was gonna say to oh you know at the ending and i think you touched on this vicky um he was like at the ending when they showed the interview of um uh o'neill i keep wanting to say judas but of, of william o'neill and like one of the questions was like what is like your legacy i was like wow like oh man like your legacy is like a snitch like it's just it's it's sad it's sad that that's what you left behind you know what i mean like uh, uh, that, that question when they asked him that and he was just like well i think my son would be I forgot what his, his answer was, but it was like... I left my son in the car. He should be happy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my son's business paid. Huh? Like, the fact that he got a gas station, like, a, a business to run mm-hmm. and make a living, pretty much, off of this um, thing that... Betrayal? He, uh, yeah, betrayal. Yeah, I think, like, his betrayal, is it's bigger than a snitch. Like, you didn't just tattletale one time. Like, you infiltrated the party, pretended to be a friend, lied continuously. Um, and aided in the dismantlement of a movement that could help people that look like you. What is wrong with you? What did you, what do you think was going through his mind when he said yes to do the interview? Have you no shame? Are you not embarrassed? Like, I don't understand. Maybe, like, the thing is, obviously, when you betray your own, you can never live in peace. And maybe part of sitting down for the documentary was like, well, let me tell a part of my story. Because I'm sure like he cared, he cared about black people, but then he was like, let me tell them like how I had to watch out for myself because I'm oppressed too. And I'm hungry and my family's hungry and I got a family to take care of. Like maybe that's what he was thinking about. And then after he, uh, you know, got home, probably played over in his head like what was I doing how was I thinking or maybe he watched it on PBS mm-hmm. and then like same night like same night it aired. like when you watch back like some things that you say and you relive your own story like 
he probably realized like damn like i messed up mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it like whatever i think this is my theory i this is what i think i think that he was one of those self un, like unaware blacks that don't realize the oppression that happens like the systematic racism that like affects everybody's everyday life so he gets you know um this fbi agent telling him to infiltrate the panthers he knows nothing about panthers right like he was like oh you know they got me doing these push-ups and he knows nothing about it so he's already focused minded on doing this job for the fbi agent he probably is not even fully invested in like you know the principles of the movement yeah maybe he's like you know with it but not like fully with it so after after he does the interview and like he sees the the well-researched documentary and stuff like that and realized his part that he played he probably sat back and was like wow that white man really lied to me yeah that white man really lied to me mm-hmm. yeah and also like he was facing prison time because he was he was a thief mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's how he survived and that was his hustle. Like, he wasn't willing to spend a couple of years in prison. So, I mean, yeah. And, but the thing is, you know, I was watching another thing about, like, um, gangs and street life. But, uh, like, some of, some of the code, I don't know anything about gangsters, but. How <laughs> oh, you not gangster, Mika? <laughs> Let me find out. What they said is the code of the street is, like, if you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're doing a certain type of life, you're willing to serve some time. So when it's your time, you're not, if, if like we all three put together to, to commit a crime and they caught me, I know that like I'm willing to serve time. Even if you two were supposed to get caught too, I'm not going to sell you out. I'm just going to serve my time, keep my head down and come out. Like, but like he was just not, like he didn't have that mentality. Mm. All right. Again, I think it's like literally what is he, what do you do when you are in this system? Yeah. And, you know, and how do you decide to move? Like, are you going to decide to like fight it out and like be about everyone or just like take care of yourself? And um, yeah, he made a decision. So, and if he didn't do it, somebody else probably would have because there's like all of them are oppressed, all of them are like, you mm-hmm. know subject to this system um and they're all suffering and not all of them are going to be willing to um be self-sacrificial so somebody was going to do it if it wasn't for bill o'neill somebody else would have they had plenty of rats plenty of rats in the panthers yeah yeah i remember like one of the guys i think was like a snitching and blamed it on someone else and like He was going around like a bunch of chapters, you know, he was on tour, just you know, like having the police <laughs> just follow him. Mission on tour. Yeah. Oh man. So anyway, what about what do you guys have any for final thoughts? Like any last takeaways? Like what did you learn? Did you learn anything that you feel like you wanna apply to your life today or anything? Anything you wanna share as far as like takeaways? Don't be a snitch. Hey. <laughs> 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 Oh, man uh, I'm kidding uh, <laughs> uh, but not really I, I think it's just <laughs> it motivated me to learn more about my history black history mm-hmm. um, African-American history uh, just like 
all of it. Mm-hmm. Same, me too. Um, I think it was just very inspiring just to know, like, just to know that we just created like a party that was just for like self-love and self-protection. Um, and I'm happy they created this movie. I just got to know more about Fred Hampton. I did not know all of that. I knew more about how he died and just the Black Party, uh, Black Panther Party just being like militant, but I really didn't know about all the good things in the community that they did and that he was just so inspirational and um, it definitely inspired me to learn more, like you said, Mika. Just joy. I agree, ditto. That wraps up our little review on uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I hope you guys watch it and love it. This is A Word word at the Table. And stream it until March 13th, I think, on HBO Max. And that's it. Okay. It's it's technically in theaters, too, but who's going to a theater? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, theaters? What? If you really want the cause, you really want to see it. I know, right? (laughs)